Lecture notes, Socrates. The assigned textbook reading for this week is Vaughn chapter three from Living Philosophy. The first thing to know about Socrates is that he wrote nothing down himself. Socrates took on students and there's some disagreement on whether or not he was paid for doing so. His most famous student, Plato, wrote that Socrates was not paid, but there's reason to believe that Plato may be an unreliable witness. Plato frequently refers to Socrates as if he's near perfect person, while other accounts like those of Xenophon portray a more flawed human Socrates, and so scholars consider Plato to be a questionable biographer of Socrates' life. Socrates was a student of some of the pre-Socratics we mentioned earlier. He learned cosmology from Anaxagoras, the question and answer approach we'll talk about in a moment he learned from Parmenides, though it's Socrates whom it made it famous. Socrates had an odd, diverse group of students. Most of them were young men, and as you'll learn below, he was famously charged with corrupting the youth. Socrates was not especially interested in questions about the nature of reality or metaphysical questions. Instead, he wanted to know about the state of one's soul or psyche. He mostly asked questions related to individuals and the good life. For example, what is courage? What does it mean to be a good person? What is justice? What is piety? Socrates acted in the belief that everything in human experience should be open to scrutiny and question. But did he question everything in order to be a maximally annoying jerk? <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes when I read the dialogues, I do think Socrates is pretty annoying. But at least according to Plato, Socrates' questioning was in pursuit of wisdom. For Socrates, philosophy is a way of life and happiness comes from the active exercise of our powers of reason. Failure to think and ask questions is to essentially sleepwalk through life, according to Socrates. I want to go back to this idea of philosophy as a way of life because it's key to Socratic thought. One view of philosophy holds that philosophy is about figuring out the truth. The task of the philosopher is to find as many true statements as possible and believe them. It's almost like philosophy is a video game where the task of the game is to collect and believe as many true statements as possible. But this isn't really how Socrates thinks about philosophy. Socrates did believe in and care about the truth, but for Socrates, philosophy is more so about the way one lives. Philosophy as a way of life means a lifelong pursuit of wisdom, a lifelong dedication to intellectual humility, recognizing that some of your beliefs are false and that you have plenty to learn, and a lifelong practice of asking questions and engaging in dialogue, or more specifically, the Socratic method. Furthermore, the pursuit of wisdom is closely related to living a virtuous life for Socrates. He had a surprisingly strong view of the relationship between knowledge and virtue. Most of you would probably say that it's possible to know what the right thing is to do, and yet not do the right thing. Philosophers refer to this as weakness of will. For instance, you are probably weak-willed about your schoolwork all the time. You know that you need to study for your exam or do your homework, but instead you find yourself watching episode after episode of your favorite TV show. However, Socrates was famous for denying that weakness of will is possible. He argued that all desire is for the good. If we knew that something was bad, we would not desire it. Thus, whenever someone does something wrong, it's because they made an intellectual error and they were ignorant of the right thing to do. So he would say that when you keep watching TV instead of doing your philosophy homework, 
You mistakenly desire to keep watching TV because you are ignorant of what is truly good. If you could only correct your knowledge and learn that doing philosophy is more fun, is better than binge watching Netflix, then the desire to do your philosophy homework would naturally follow from this knowledge. Perhaps this is why Socrates constantly returned to themes of virtue, the pursuit of knowledge and caring for one's soul. He believed these things hold together. Because Socrates believed that the soul is eternal, he held that it was impossible for a virtuous person to be harmed in any lasting sense by another person. The virtuous person can only harm himself, his soul, by committing immoral acts. However, if a person has knowledge of what is right, he cannot act badly because all immoral action stems from ignorance. Thus, we should cultivate knowledge in order to grow in virtue and care for our soul. At the age of 70, Socrates was put on trial for corrupting the youth of Athens and denying the gods. He was convicted and sentenced to death. Plato recorded Socrates' trial in a dialogue called Apology, and an excerpt from Apology is part of your assigned chapter reading for this week. In its ancient sense, the word apology means an explanation. In his Apology, Socrates compared himself to a gadfly. A gadfly is a small fly that frequently bites and annoys livestock. But in Socrates' analogy, the gadfly is a beneficial creature that stings a horse or a cow and gets it moving when it's being lazy. Socrates explained to the people who put him on trial that he was the gadfly and Athens was the livestock. So Socrates, although annoying to some, helped to get Athens moving. He provoked his fellow citizens into thinking and reflecting. At the end of his defense to the jury, Socrates argued that he should not be convicted, much less receive a death sentence. Instead, Socrates suggested that the city should pay him for providing such great service. He should be given free room and board on account of the wisdom he was teaching their youth. However, the jurors did not find the joke about free meals very funny and sentenced him to death anyways. More specifically, they gave him the option to be banished from Athens or to be put to death, and Socrates chose to die rather than be banished from his city. But Apology suggests that Socrates embraced his fate, confident in his virtue and unafraid of bodily death. Apology recounts him saying, the difficulty, my friends, is not to avoid death, but to avoid unrighteousness, for that runs faster than death. I am old and move slowly, and the slower runner has overtaken me, and my accusers are keen and quick, and the faster runner, who is unrighteousness, has overtaken them. And now I depart hence condemned by you to suffer the penalty of death, they too go their ways condemned by the truth to suffer the penalty of villainy and wrong, and I must abide by my award, let them abide by theirs.